0: are back for another episode of blake's buzz this week we are talking about an amazing original graphic novel that was just released from dark horse comics it's called goblin and its creators are eric grissom the writer and will perkins the artist and this is a book guys that just took me to literally magical places and made me just filled me up with the warm feelings and and just i it's i'm really excited to talk about it basically and i'm really glad that i got both of the creatives here to talk about it we're going to learn about it we're going to talk about their books we're going to talk about comics we're going to have a really good time gentlemen thank you so much for coming how's your morning going
1: good thank you blake that was that's quite a intro i like that i wish i could have that just play for me as my alarm clock before (laughs) you know you trudge out into the the misery of the day. You got the. I'm ready to I'm pumped up. I want to throw some water on my face and just go jogging.
0: <laughs> fantastic.
1: And I hate exercise, so that's like that's a big deal.
0: <laughs> Me too. That's that's yeah. why I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a bigger dude. That's why so I do. I love food and I hate exercise. So that's. that's <laughs> I'm with you there. So you guys have, um, I guess just to kick it off, you guys have already done some comics together uh, that also sound really cool. You guys did um, Gregory Suicide. Gregory
1: Suicide. Yeah, that was our first book that Will and I did together at Dark Horse, but we've actually worked with each other even before then. I did um, sort of a science fiction action adventure, another sort of all ages kids book with Action Lab. (sighs) probably six years ago or so now. And that story had backup stories. I, the primary artist was was David Halverson, but we'd have like eight page backup stories. And I always liked Will's artwork and the two of us, you know, collaborated and did a short for that. I think that was, Will, correct me. I think that was the first time we worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think we we did a couple of other little things here and there. I'm trying to think like when we did that sci-fi anthology, about the 51st date scenario. Do you remember what that was all about, Will?
2: Sealand, yeah. Yeah,
1: our thing was Sealand Forever. I'm trying to remember the name of the anthology. I, I actually came across the art like two weeks ago. I was like, oh my God, I
2: forgot we drew this. All right.
1: Yeah. But it was fun. Like so Will and I oh like we've just been friendly and I, I always liked working with him. And I think Will hopefully I mean, I think by now I he likes working with me. Otherwise, yeah. he's 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 faked it for quite some time. <laughs> 200 pages in him, I'm, I'm, yeah. just, I'm in. and then but but Gregory Suicide, that was the first, you know, book that we did together for Dark Horse. And I feel like we did that because these things take forever. And then shortly after that, we started on Goblin, and the, the two books are pretty opposite. Um, You know, literally one is Gregory Suicide is in the title and the other one's like a middle grade fantasy adventure. So, but, so we, we, We there's something for everyone, uh, in the Grissom Perkins
0: catalog. I mean, I think that just about Goblin, like I I realize it's an all it's an all-ages tale, but I loved it. It's what I do. I do the review blog, I do the podcast. I I I just read a ton of comics all the time, and it it just stood out like I'm 35, man, and I was in it. I was in it the the whole hundred and eighty-five pages. Like I said, and did not like I couldn't stop. It was like a force of nature that it just propelled me through every page. Yeah, it's all,
1: it's like there's a weird sometimes there's a stigma too when you say it's a middle grade book. I mean, it's I'm never necessarily writing for that particular audience. It's just sort of whatever the story is and whatever I'm inspired for that tale. And that after the fact it's sort of oh this is would be good for this audience and above. But you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, it it you could I would have no problem handing it to an adult you know, but I also want kids, you know, parents or kids to know, like, it's totally except, you know, if you're mm-hmm. 10 and over, I think you would, you could find something to like here. You know, so and that's it's always weird. That's like market that that part of the comics thing is always not my favorite is trying to figure out like, how do you word it? Is it is it even middle grade or YA? Like mm-hmm. all of that stuff just gets gives me a headache.
2: Plus, that's the like the the inspiration for a lot of the tone of the book. Anyways, it's like all those all those fantasy stories and fantasy movies. when we were kids that were for everyone, right? You yeah, know, it's like
1: everyone. never ending ending story is technically was a kid's movie, but like, uh, that's one of my favorite movies and I can still watch it. And I would still watch it. And I like the, you know, when they revisited that world on Netflix, unfortunately, not a lot of other people did, because I don't think it got a second season. But yeah, it's definitely if you like sort of adventure and fantasy and, you know, sort of coming of age type stories, then I think you'll, you know, find something to like here. And if you happen to have kids or so, you know, someone that, maybe is in middle school or high school or whatever, I think, you know, you'd have no problem handing it to them.
0: So I'm like the last of my friends that like doesn't have kids. And so, but a lot of my friends don't read comics. Like they watch the movies and stuff, but they don't really read the the books. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, when I read this, like I I texted like, like my buddy's got three kids and I was like, dude, you got to get this for him. Nice. And I was like, I like I was like, they'll love it. I was like, I was like, read it with them. Like, you'll love it. it it's just, uh, yeah, it was such a cool experience. I, I'm really glad. I, I really appreciate you guys sending me a Copy of it that was super cool um but yeah i mean it's just getting uh it's getting a lot of buzz like it's getting great reviews like people are talking about it um which is which is funny because it is like i'm with you about like the the genre labeling like ya middle grade stuff like that i just all ages is important to know because you wouldn't that may actually help sell books but i feel like ya kind of hurts stuff sometimes like dc's doing all those new ya books
1: yeah i think that that like labeling is more important in the bookstore realm of retail than it necessarily is in a a comic shop. Like our book was sold in both places. But for for these bookstores, they're getting hundreds of books shipped to them. And for a placement, To know where to put that book in in you know for for instance a barnes and noble near us had the book or near me rather had the book and it was like sandwiched between two other dark horse titles that were not anywhere near the same (laughs) realm as goblin so i think by calling it that and by labeling it that and so someone that is never going to read it they're just literally stocking shelves or figuring out where to put it it's almost more for them too to know okay i can put this with you know amulet or you know some of these other mm-hmm. uh, middle grade you know uh, venture graphic novels so that someone that likes that may be there and like oh maybe i'll try this one is you it know? harder to write for like a wider audience like that again i think for me i just do whatever the story is and sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't you know and it's just i just have to follow whatever i find interesting to me and then hope that other people do. Eric's kind of got
2: that tone in general locked down. So like, I think it's a natural pool for you to swim in, like that kind of all ages adventure.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I, I mean, I I hope so. It's just that it sort of happens more organically than, you know, there's never really a moment where, well, maybe that's not entirely true. If I do end up doing something and it feels like, okay, well, that may be a little too heavy handed or violent or whatever. I may dial that back a little bit, but yeah, like what Will saying, for the most part, it's just sort of, I think my personality or my stories work well within those sort of parameters, whether it's intentionally writing to them or, or subconsciously or whatever, it just sort of fits in.
2: I've always I've early on I mean I've always uh, I mean Dead Horse and and uh, Gregory Suicide are good examples of of more mature tones but like you still have a, a certain level of playfulness to your writing and that's what attracted me to it like like you can always tell when you're having fun writing something and it comes to the page and it lets me have a lot more fun because I enjoy this tone like this is this all ages stuff is where I tend to to feel the most uh the most at home
0: yeah well I mean I feel like the artist in in these instances is is uh maybe I don't want to say like has like an easier job because like there's no way that these pages were easy because they're just all so incredibly beautiful when when scripting just like mentioning like how things can get too violent real easily and, and we have a couple scenes in Goblin that I mean, the the beginning with the with the parents and and you know th- that whole dark scene when it's it's stormy and the sword fight and I don't I don't like I know it's been out for a while but I, I really I don't want to spoil like everything so I'll be kind of vague. uh There are, you guys go to some dark places even in in all ages narrative but I think that's important too because I I mean you know we you know if you over shelter people like they're never going to learn anything and this gra- this graphic novel's like. It very much teaches you about uh, loss, finding yourself, um, you know, don't how not to go down the dark paths, even when they beckon you, you know, like it's a really good theme that's important.
1: I think that speaks to a little bit of what Will was saying as far as like, you know, mentioning things that we grew up with that we like that uh, absolutely influenced us. And I'm. Uh, gonna be 47 which is insane to think about but (laughs) when i was younger it was sort of being fed in all of those fantasy action adventure even like you look at the original star wars and poor aunt veru and uh, uncle owen are charred skeletons (laughs) like when you see like it and you know bambi or all of these stories they're all full of horrible loss never-ending story which is a film that both will and i like I mean, the 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 level of loss and grief that's under all of that. E.T. was always one of my favorite movies. And that's more of a movie about a child going through divorce as much as it is about, you know, an alien coming from space. So there was always these sort of heavy themes. And I think you find that in really good work that teaches, you know, that's that's speaking about something that's deeper than just the surface level fun and you know there's always like something under there because I think that for a lot of people you know that's what good art is is trying to find this thing in you that you can't really put you can't just say directly so you have to sort of make and mold these metaphors to hopefully someone else will read it and then they'll reinterpret the metaphor and then they'll feel maybe that thing that you were feeling and it's sort of this weird connection so I think all of those heavy elements, they're in all really good stories for, for all ages. Even, you know, going back to Grimm's fairy tales and stuff, like mm-hmm. there's darkness in, in kids' uh, literature or middle grade literature. I mean, that's just, I think that's part of the history of it.
0: Yeah, I remember like Never Ending Story used to, sk- oh man, the, the the wolf, like it used to, sk- I used to have nightmares mm-hmm. about it, but I would still watch that movie all, like I loved watching it. Um, and then even like Dark Crystal had some moments. Um, what this really reminds. me of, reminded me of was uh, Secret of Nim, um, mm. th- yeah. like th- the art style too. Like Will's, uh, just the 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 darkness of the forest, these weird creatures that we come across. You know, like I I got these real big Secret of Nim vibes, and that too. I used to watch that a ton as a kid, and it would it would frighten me. Like the rats freaked me out, man. Like I just you're like addicted to it. You know, it's like this amazing story, and and you'll you'll put up with the the fear that it gives you too, and 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 stay with it. Uh, but yeah, like it, so it just reading this book from you guys, man, it, it brought up a lot of like kid Blake. I don't know, man. It, it made me feel younger. It made me feel excited about life. Like, I was just like, I was like, holy shit. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't like felt like you know it just moved me I I hadn't felt like that for a while like reading a book I just like just come totally and completely taken away you know and and I just I was so excited about it and and again I didn't really know what I was getting into like I kind of like doing that like just Mm -hmm. dropping into comics blind I know solicits are important for you guys and it helps sell books but like it kind of sucks sometimes when you read a solicit and you're like oh cool I know most of what's going to happen now and so I like dropping in and you know, I didn't know. I didn't really know what, you know, the vibe was going to be, what the what the uh, adventure, where it would take me and stuff. And and yeah, I was just like, I, I love video games and RPGs and it very much felt like, you know, a, a video game progression. And I was looking at your website and you guys have kind of turned it into a tabletop game, it looks like, or you're working yeah, on it. Yeah,
1: like when um, before the book came out, like just thinking of different ways to like spend more time in that sort of world. I was always sort of drawn to the idea of Dungeons and Dragons without ever actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. Cause I didn't have the, the friends, the social aspect required. <laughs> uh, but I love the world of it as much, you know, but I don't always like the, the, you know, the people that you have to be with. Um, so I was like, okay, well this, this would be cool. Like to take, like to try to figure this out and, Um, So we just, you know, I wrote the story and Will did some awesome artwork and we just put it out for free. So, I mean, if people play uh, D&D like 5e, it uses the 5e rule set. You can download it and I think it'll take you one or two nights uh, to go through the campaign. It's got, you know, characters, sheets created that, that some of them you'll hear mentioned in Goblin. Uh, Some you won't, but it's all sort of built into that world and informs some of the things you see some of the aftermaths of some of the events that happen within the game, but it was so much fun. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever written, you know, the story part of it was good, but understanding the game like writing a game is a whole different beast it's not you know I'm so used to a linear progression beginning to end and being in complete control but when you're dealing with gaming there's the variable of the player you don't know what they're gonna do mm. you know and so that was that was that was fun and will was is, knows a lot more about the game like dungeons and dragons game he he had been a player and everything so he was able to play test uh you know we got some play testers but will and his his friends went through. So we got some great feedback from, uh, from Will's crew.
0: So Will, you're a, you're a D and D nerd.
2: I, I, you know what? Back and forth. Absolutely. (laughs) I I was like reluctant in, in middle school. And then it's like, but it keeps coming back like every five years. So (laughs) I had actually recently kind of delved back in. So as soon as Eric suggested this, I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. Like I got a group of people on the hook already that I just convinced to do this with me. So I'll do (laughs) it.
1: And that was so helpful. But, you I mean, you mentioned gaming, like, and video gaming. That's that's also, like, was always a huge part of my life. And I know for Wills, too. But there's, I mean, you can see sort of a love of The Legend of Zelda, I think, yes. within Goblin. I mean, that was always one of my favorite things as a kid. And it still is. Uh, Skyrim, too. You know, that the original idea of this. Um, you know, and I think it's okay to say it I at mean, because this stuff happens, but it's about a, a goblin who wants to avenge the death of his parents from a human warrior. And that all came from just playing a lot of Skyrim and just going in and putting arrows in monsters and then taking <laughs> their money. And it's like, well, am I the real good guy? Like, what, what about from their perspective? So that sort of led into the, you know, the initial seed of, of the thing. Uh, but, yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of love from both of us to, to gaming and fantasy adventure gaming and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I definitely got big Zelda vibes. Uh, and I also like go, just hopping back to D&D, like a lot of my friends, you know, during the pandemic, well, I noticed like the virtual D&D is like hot. Like it's, everybody like logged over like over Zoom or Skype or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do these D&D campaigns. And I've been like me and a couple of my friends have been trying really hard. I even bought like the D and D for idiots, uh, basically like, or for dummies, like, like the books, like they used to have, uh, mm-hmm but it's, I got the, the stranger things set off Amazon and it's like real simple rules are toned down and everybody likes stranger things. Right. So I was like yeah. trying to get my friends into it and they're like, I don't know, man. And I'm just, I'm like, I just want to try it. Like throw me a damn bone. Like I can, I can cook. Swallow I was like, I'll cook dinner. You guys come over. Like, <laughs>
1: that's awesome. What were you saying? Will
2: I was saying, say, just swallow your pride for one night guys. Come on. <laughs> I that's know. Like, always- <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly, like, when are you doing that thing again? Like, oh, okay,
0: because right. it seems I, really fun. My sister, my sister's into it now, but her, her, she she like had this ex boyfriend who was kind of lame, and he was really into it. So her experience is like
1: no, being deep.
0: forced into it, yeah. and and with him and his like lame friends. But now she's <laughs> like. Well, if it was like people I like, and I was like, exactly, like, let's try it. So hopefully one day I can see what all the fuss is about.
1: I've been trying real hard to get a game together. That's hope it works out for you. That's how it was. I remember years ago, they did something called Star Frontiers, which was D&D, but in space. Uh, I remember getting the game and like trying to write a campaign and just pleading with kids at school like we could just it'll be fun. It never came together. So I think I played with myself, you know, literally, I was gonna say I played with myself. Well, that's a whole other uh, thing. But I remember just like trying to run through the thing. And like, it's just you lose a little bit when it's, you know, when it's just one person. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that was like, everybody
0: thinks they have friends till you try and start a D&D campaign. <laughs> right. and I was like,
1: oh, called out. <laughs> and Will, when you when you were testing, you were doing it on uh, Zoom, right? Or, or yeah, Google Hangouts Discord. or whatever. And man, digital, like digital D&D
2: is hard. Oh, really? Again, you don't have people. I, I mean, this is just me, but like, yeah. And when you don't have people across the board from you, you can sit there and be like, hey, put your phone down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When you do that, do you share, like, the map? Like, are you able, as the DM, to, well, like, share the map and then reveal sections? Like, it almost feels like there should be software just for that. I mean, there probably well, is.
2: Just and that's what it very quickly became. It's like, because I I was trying to do this while working on Goblin in the pandemic. And I remember being like, I don't, this is a whole other job like <laughs> yeah i'm already learning all these other software like I, I, yeah I, and so finally i i had to come up with all these systems of like here is a separate discord chat now meanwhile everyone over, over the world on like uh like you said on zoom and on twitch are figured this out to a t but i'm trying all kinds of things like oh i'll i'll dump photos into this one and i'll cover things up and reveal it slowly it was a nightmare it was <laughs> an absolute wait for it to
1: be. once working. i got this um game going i ran a game or a couple of games with my two daughters and you know their cousins and that was just a lot it was a lot of fun like getting the the board that you can write you know draw out the dungeon on and then revealing section so I mean I could definitely see the draw to it once you get past that initial because it is a lot to take in Um but once you're you know you have a little bit of comfort in you know knowing because for me it was like please don't ask me about this because I have no idea <laughs> and like I have to do math and you know um Paige Connolly. Who's a great artist, but was also a consultant to me when I was making the game, gave me great advice. And it was just like just have fun. And like, even if you're like, just make it work. Like it's okay to forget whole sections of rules if it's gonna keep the game going and everyone's gonna have fun. Cause eventually you're gonna learn the stuff. But just just you know, just let certain things go. And the first know. one's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. like, and, it's like it's like writing,
0: it's like writing a story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta throw the
0: rules
2: out. The first one's not gonna be
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just keep going.
2: Yeah. yeah, I saw somebody's advice once being like, if you're a first time DM, guess what? You're gonna have a nightmare your first time, and your players <laughs> are gonna have a blast anyway, So
1: don't worry about it. Yeah, that's good advice.
0: Yeah, it always just seems real. Like I've watched like some YouTube videos, uh, like the Critical Role stuff, and I'm just like, I'm like, man, this this looks. And, and I like Critical Role because they go all out. They like mm-hmm. dress up and they like take on the persona and and they have like these crazy dice and these dice and i'm just like man like they're just like busting out all this nerd gear and i'm just like i just want like i want to be a part of this world and see i was when i was um taking notes for the interview i it kind of shocked me when i was going to your guys's website and going to the goblin website and i was like first i thought it was like a game that you could Mm -hmm. buy like in a box and stuff and i was like pulling out my credit card i was like (laughs) yes sir but yeah no i I, so that looks uh i just think that's really cool this the world you guys have made is so phenomenal um the 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 adventure and the progression and the the different locales you go to uh and and like will bringing that to life like what uh what was your guys's process in in that like from 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 script writing to to you know the art panel layouts and progression like did like what's what's building a world like that like i i, I i'm just wildly interested in that because it's so realized and and you, and you you take your audience in it you know and, and it's mm-hmm. so it wraps us up like we're there we're walking these paths with rick and fish with fish breath and it's just like you guys made that
1: You're just up you just did it yeah i mean it usually starts we're, we're all send you know I'll, I'll write full script so it's you know panel page one panel one this happens blah 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 um, depending on the situation or the setting, you know, sometimes I'll draw maps um, you know, and have sort of histories and, and cities and places that I have sort of a good idea of what, what that's you know, like and I'll supply that to Will. And then once Will gets it, he'll start to actually do like the, he'll build his own rules of the civilization or, or rules of the species. You know, We have a, these frog people, the Dofta, that are in it and then when Will gets the script that mentions the frog people and how you know the the village and stuff he'll start adding parts to like with a symbiotic relationship between was it the birds the and the 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 uh dofta and like how how they live so it's like I'll start sort of the ball rolling, and then we'll add to it, and then it'll come back to me, and then I'll add to it. And it just sort of grows exponentially from there.
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like with a lot of comics, you find like um, I love I love passing off comics onto my wife and seeing how she reacts to them because like you have a lot of people uh, criticism of comics you hear all the time is that like oh I read it too fast like I just I read the word bubbles and I kept moving and I always want to make sure that I put for for the one or two people that are stopping and looking into something I want there to be something for them. I don't want it to just be my sketchy lines. You know, that's a horizon. If you want to look to that horizon, there should be something for you to look at. And that's kind of part of it. Eric will write something. And it will be very in-depth and it'll have everything that you need story-wise. So once that's taken care of, when you can rely on your writer to make sure that you know that it's well thought out, you then can just play with all the margins and all the little areas. So like, oh, well, if they have a hut here, well, what kind of hut would a frog living in, you know, these swamps under a great tree, what would, what would their homes be like? It wouldn't just be a house, right? They got webbed fingers and they got, you know, they swim most of the time. How would it be? And you can just play because, you know, the important stuff is so well taken care of. Hopefully you won't you won't kind of cross any of those lines.
1: Whenever too, I'm coming up with this stuff, I for myself, I always like to plant seeds for other things or I'll have an idea of something else that's not even in it, but maybe it <laughs> excuse me, gets mentioned and that may never be built upon. Um, but I like having those seeds there because I know that there's another story to be told if I ever need to tell it. It's sort of like planting all these seeds all around. So like in Goblin, in one scene, the character goes into this cave and there's a brief mention of this dark sisterhood, but that's really all that you ever hear about it. And then when it came time to write the game, I had in my head like what this group was and that game you know the tabletop game is beware the dark sisterhood so it was able to build on that whole idea and there's plenty of things like that all throughout and for me as a writer knowing all of those details and knowing what a character may have done before they appeared on the panel may never get into print but it helps me feel like the world is fully realized and that it exists even with not me being a part of it and it's just i find it easier then to to write because i like You know, I usually work with an outline, but I also like to just sort of follow where the story wants to go so that if it turns another way, I sort of, you know, it's not a dark, empty room. It's that there's a little bit of light from from some of those ideas that i had had or you know so i have notebooks full of all sorts of weird stuff that (laughs) may or may never you know get exposed and as the one as the guy writing like drawing from that
2: script it always reminds me of those video games where like you play skyrim and hear someone talk about some faction some war and be like well i don't i don't really want to i'm in the middle of this quest i don't want to deal with that right now but it but you know it's there now and it kind of like you said just enriches those corners and and gives you something to play with.
0: Yeah, I, I, the as a as a reader and you know comic reviewer, the extra effort on on both of you guys was like very much appreciated cuz I've read a lot of I'm just now getting into fantasy and comics. You know, I've always loved like Lord of the Rings and the movies and stuff like that, but in in comics it just was never really my jam like you know i grew up with the superheroes and and then i you know stumbled into indie comics at a younger age and and just the like unlimited like options you have there you know like uh and Mm -hmm. i'm really into like sci-fi and horror uh but yeah i'm just now kind of getting into fantasy and it's um a lot of times with fantasy like uh and some sci-fi too sometimes is it's like if it's not done right you know you get kind of like beat over the head with world building Mm -hmm. and especially when you're reading stuff as, as single issues month to month, you know, you, if, five of those 22 pages are built world building. That's going to take you out of the story. It's going to mess with your pacing. It's going to mess with your structure. You guys were dealing with a different monster with the original graphic novel, but I mean, never once was I just like, okay, like get on, you know, like yeah, it was yeah. just like, it was very organic in the way that we follow Rick. And then we meet these new characters and we learn about this world and, and everything just kind of happened uh, with, with purpose, but just kind of like naturally as the plot progressed. And I thought that was for on, on both of you, like, like I congratulate that effort because you know we did that. The the world seems so real with the art and the detail and like Will's details in these panels, like it's so crazy. Like yeah, I just amazing. You know, and, like, and- it was so good. Like oh, I just, I, I, I don't want to like gush, gush, but I like guys, No, you it's... should gush. No.
1: Yeah, Will, Will's <laughs> amazing. Gush away. Let it be a gush fest. Um, gush, yeah,
2: um, I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, gush. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like for anyone that's not you know familiar with with Goblin yet. Like Will did the colors as well, so it's not just you know the line art and everything. And he also did all of the coloring. So it's really, it's really beautiful.
0: And it, like we, you talked about earlier how, you know, some people will, will read it too fast. I I do the same thing when, when the story's rolling, like I have to remind myself to, to slow down a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially writing a review, like the art's a big part here. So is the letters. Like you gotta like you can't just like blast through it you got to think about stuff but the details that will puts into the panels like they're they're awe inspiring and they do like they stop you you're like you just like your eyes go wide and you kind of like time kind of freezes and you get hung up on these beautiful images e- even when like they're we're we're going through like the 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 last tree and and there's like these skeleton monsters and stuff around and it's like like you want to know but also like i got to take all this in cuz it's just i mean will i've your art's real good dude like i it's, i haven't you. seen a lot of and the fact that you do like all the line work and coloring and everything too is just like everything was great the, the color the tones the when you when the when the uh when the colors are a little darker and moodier and and then you know like when we meet the tree goddess and and everything's like bright and like the way that you control mood with color was really smart too um so yeah
2: Thank you, I really appreciate that. Oh man, it was, no, it
0: was like you're welcome. It's, it's, it's an adventure,
2: <laughs> man. It, um, we had we had actually we've been doing you know I think with Gregory's suicide was the first comic where I really took over you know trying to do all colors and everything else. That one was kind of like a gray toned um, approach, but this one like we were, when we sat down with it, it as fantasy, we're just like well, we got to go, we got to go all in. Like we got to make it as. Like you said, uh, Eric's big, big uh, influence for this when we started was Legend. I mean, that like hyper-saturated, hyper-fantasy environment. It just, that's such a part of it. And I appreciate you kind of bringing it up.
0: I always try and make sure like, as when I write reviews is like, You know it's easy for me to talk about writing because i i I was in an mfa and i have a writing background um and i'm learning how to talk about art and letters you know more you know more thoroughly Uh, i sometimes i worry i'm running out of words because i'm just i just always want to be like it looks so good like (laughs) like i have to like say that in different ways because if every review i put out is just like the art's really good like no (laughs) one's gonna read my reviews anymore right (laughs) but your art's really good
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
0: Is it uh do you like having that kind of control on the page? Like when you're doing the line work, the the inking, the colors, like it or, I don't or know. like would you rather like n- maybe next time, like hey, let's get a colorist? Like this was a little intense.
2: I don't think so. I mean, once upon a time, right? when I was when we were first starting to make comics, I was doing Beware for two and five ink. And um, the hardest part, like I was raring to go. I had, you know, I had nothing to do at night after my job and I, I wanted to make comics and I couldn't, I was still doing, you know, pen and paper on the, on the tabletop. I ain't going digital yet and finding the colorist is the hardest thing to do in comics.
1: Really? Yeah. It yeah. And, and, so and, it, and I think where Gregory suicide ended up the way it was, was more initially as a financial issue. Cause I just couldn't afford to pay the colorist Cause we had been working with the colorist, and I was just slow, slowly saving up money and then getting a couple of pages done. And I think we got six or seven pages colored. And then I was like, I just can't, I can't afford to do it anymore. And then I I think I kept pushing Will to do this like sort of uh, duotone deal, which we ended up doing, which is, I can't imagine that book not looking... Um, the way it does. So it's like yeah. if, if you're not familiar with the book, it's, it's, it uses blues and pinks. So, Will, like I was saying, did all of this great coloring, you know, in grayscale. And then I laid over a color overlay and then with the lettering to make the sort of make the pink for blood or for other highlighted elements really pop out. Like the book is so much stronger because we went the road we went, but that came initially just because to Will's point, like it's very hard to find a good colorist. And it's also hard in all of comics making to be able to produce something financially because the stuff that comes in on the other side is not always it's not often going to pay, you know, pay you back. Right.
2: And and there's a big thing, There's a, especially right around the time that I went digital for creating comics is when there's like a significant power shift with like, you know, the power the, the colorist really has. Like, do I want to spend all my time drawing and doodling with all these confusing blacks and inks in the background? Or do I want to just go in with, with a paintbrush and, and paint in that background? Which is something that I can, I would, I know I would drive the colorist nuts. So it's almost like a partial control issue at this point we're like all right well now when i'm doing the layout i'm laying out the color aspect as well so to hand that off with notes to another colorist and ask them to kind of tackle my illustration in their colors kind of felt uh like i was asking a lot and in- mm-hmm. The kind of person I like to learn on the job. So I was like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to learn how to do this thing. And what better reason than if you really want a certain mood to teach yourself how to acquire that mood on the page. And uh, because of it, like every single page is... Is blood, sweat, and tears to a certain extent. But but that same kind of thing where like, well, this needs to then be. I don't I don't know that I could separate myself anymore from the art. Like it's whereas the old comics mentality is, you know, assembly line with 12 people. I don't know that I could let go. Like Eric and I always talk about the lettering. I don't know if the comic would be the same if he wasn't the letterist.
0: And it's so cool that you guys just did that. Just the two of you just tackled everything and then produced this really amazing graphic. Novel. Yeah,
1: I like working that way too. I mean, I it's it's ideal when you know it's not it's not everyone that can get a partner like Will so I mean I'm already sort of gifted in that way that I, I found him but the fact that we can do everything together like that's amazing like Gregory Suicide's another one we did the entire book together and for publishers I think it's probably a little bit easier for them to take a chance on us and publish us because we're literally doing all of the work even a lot of the marketing stuff and the ads and everything like we're always just sort of making all of the stuff so it's just literally if will i can get will on the phone and it's like we know it's just the two of us like there's not another person to make sure they're in on it and, and and following up on them it's like we we both co-own it and we just build everything.
2: And I'm I'm super stingy on on the projects I work on because you it takes so much time, right? There's nothing worse than getting a couple hundred hours into a project that you don't believe, right? Mm. And and so the hard one of the harder things is like I don't I don't want to ask a colorist, a letterist to treat it like their baby if they're just being given a paycheck. You know, that's that's a big ask sometimes, at least for for upstarts. And this kind of seems... This is probably is probably just outing myself as a control freak like this this <laughs> seems like the easier answer right like this way if you know how we get our work done is that eric and i in the beginning kind of make an agreement of just like if you're not happy let me know i'm not going to stop doing this until you're happy and it serves the story so email me at two in the morning e- we can we can go back and forth on a page until we're happy and i think any colorist or right. letters quit
1: and <laughs> certain, yeah certainly will and i definitely butt heads it's not you know we Always, we do have disagreements and stuff, but it's we're so close at this point that there's no, at least on this side, there's no fear of am I going to say the wrong thing or whatever? It's (laughs) just like I'll tell him exactly what I want and what I think. And you know, at this point, again, he hasn't run.
0: Oh, I mean, I, th- I think that's <laughs> part of the reason why you guys are telling great stories is is because you've, you know, you've, you've got this uh, vibe going, you guys have worked with each other long enough. And, you know, in these interviews, I've talked to other people about like, how nervous it would make me if I handed off a script, and to like tell an artist like, or a letter or when the colors come back mm-hmm. or something to like, I would have such a hard time being like, oh shit I don't really like this yeah. what do I do you know like no. I would be so you yeah that's 100% so and especially
1: if you have like a personality that that wants to people please anyway and you know what you want and then you have to feel like a jerk to ask and like there's all of those levels that are playing off in your head <laughs> and it's like there's that's why I tend to work with the same people over and over and over again is because once you get through that and you have a connection with someone and you trust them and they trust you, all of that stuff falls away. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, do I want to start off with someone else and like have to do that for all those reasons that you just said? Yeah, because especially like, we'll mention the lettering, like I would never not want to letter my own work because when I'm lettering, I'm still editing. So the final script doesn't happen until literally I hit export on the files and the pages are done. I wouldn't have that if I was working with another letterer, even if they were amazing and did amazing work and laid the page out exactly the way I would want to. There's times when I'm looking at the art and I'm like, you know what? We need to say this here, or I don't need to say this anymore because the art's doing the talking and it'll be better and it'll flow better this way. I don't want to have to go back to them and then make them change it again. Then it's, you know, you really should pay them for that. You know, there's a lot of letters I'm sure that have horror stories where they're, working and they get exactly what they were supposed to get done and then all of a sudden at the last minute the writer sending them changes or the editor sending them changes like I would ne- I would feel awful mm-hmm. and like I never want to be in a position where I put so much into these books that I want to feel bad because i it's not what I want. So it's like, I'd much rather just do it myself. I know it's going to be exactly the way I want it to read.
0: Will, do you ever get scripts from him? We're thinking of like the, the world we get in Goblin and the, the craziness of some of the scenes and, and characters and the the new species we come across and just all these little bits of lore, like... Do you ever get stuff where you're just like, Oh no, like where it's like, like intimidating or you're like, this is going to take forever.
2: Like- I'm just masochistic enough that like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not really happy working on a project unless it's pushing me a little too far, just, just out of my comfort zone. So like when this started, I, I think it was like, Eric was like, I'm just going to tell you right now. There's a lot of skeletons. <laughs> Or just like no man I, I love drawing skeletons no way like that's great and then it's like i remember when, when you first start it's something as simple as like oh god all these leaves or all these scales on the <laughs> snake i want to kill myself and now it's just like all right what what way am i going to figure out to like cheat or how am i going to get around <laughs>
1: right i was like the first when we we're doing gregory suicide it's like okay in this scene there's like 30 naked gregory's they're all right. hanging out <laughs> that
2: that one i was i think i was actually i was in the middle of moving to my first home like i was i was living in my in-laws basement and sitting there being like I gotta draw 40 of the same guy in this one panel like <laughs> and my deadlines next week and I gotta color it tonight and, I think that's the last time no, you know, Goblin is like you're saying that Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda feel like this. Goblin is my favorite world to be in, like that kind of like you said. It's like it's not high fantasy, but it's epic fantasy. It's not it's it's not a direct homage to video games, but it has all those tropes and that, that kind of like where anything could happen, right? And uh, I think I think within reason, yeah. Every everything that we did was in at least some way like, well, this would be fun to draw, you know, like when you're coloring it, you might then be punching yourself in the face doing <laughs> the layouts. It helps to be able to be like, no, this will be fantastic. How can I give whatever's on the page? How can I hit that?
0: And you said, you said you draw, do you draw digitally or you just color digitally these days? I
2: do everything digitally now.
0: Nice. I, the, I really am. So I get a lot of, when I get my review copies now, I, I read them on a tablet and I, you know, there's, there's all these purists out. I mean, obviously I buy a lot of Mm -hmm. comic books, uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, I I still love holding a book in my hand and and I love omnibuses and nice hard covers and, you know, dust jackets and all that. But I've really come to enjoy uh, reading on a, a nice tablet because like, Man, the the colors come off like they don't there's there's no backlight in a graphic novel like in a book that you hold, you know. And so like, man, colors and stuff when you're reading digitally, it's it's really intense and it's really given me like a new appreciation for like artists who do digital art um you know and just like the digital you know reading digitally but what's funny about me is if if I really like something you know like I'll be like oh I, I'll, I'll buy it twice like I'll yeah. buy it on the tablet and then I'll love it and I'll be like well it's got to be on the shelf like I gotta yep. get one for that too
2: so like I, I still have that addiction I just have a new addiction <laughs> exactly right. now yeah. I two,
1: bought two things
0: I do that with Kickstarters too now. I started to, I'm really into the Kickstarter scene and, and I started backing digitally uh, mm-hmm. so that I can, I can spread the love and, and back more campaigns. And then like people will start when they, when the book ship and I'll, I'll see like my friends posting like these books that they like, and I didn't get the books. you, right. know, you
1: got, got the people. PDF. And
0: yeah. then like, I'm that dude that's like DMing the creatives. Like <laughs> you guys got any extras? Cause I, it turns out I won't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm still sort of old old school where I do like it in print, especially like I read a lot of like old comics and like the oversized omnibus and everything because there's just nothing quite like, especially with like a double page spread Mm -hmm. on an actual book versus a tablet. And I wish that I could just go back to the tablet, um, but I just, I don't know. There's something about paper. And just holding the thing that that I'm still drawn to, but I know I'm a dinosaur in that in that fashion.
0: No, I'm I'm with you. Like I'm a huge sucker for a nice hardcover. Like I really love hardcovers. Um, I'm I'm starting to with with trades. I'm starting to kind of go more digitally just because. I don't have a library. I yeah. want a library, but it turns out I don't have the space for a library and like Oh a, yeah. No, it's not house. practical at all.
1: Like if I ever move or if something happens to me, my poor kids, like they're just gonna have all these boxes of junk. Like, what am I gonna do with this fourth twice world now, omnibus? Yeah.
2: I twice now had to move in which, like, yeah, my father in law is helping move boxes.
1: I'm just like, I'm sorry. I know you just constantly apologize. It's like that with records too. Like I had I still have a, a couple hundred records, and it's like they're heavy.
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah, every like i don't like everybody with like big collections like the moving is like this like moving (laughs) is like exciting but you know like no one likes to move it's just like moving furniture and stuff but yeah like books are like especially comics i mean the the glossy pages the hard covers you know like the the bigger editions of stuff like and then you get it it, so yeah you get all these boxes i mean even my long boxes with single issues like Mm -hmm. i've got some stuff that i'd like to try and, and sell and like I, the moving these long boxes and like opening them and going through them and like restacking them i'm like shit i'm tired like, yeah, <laughs> like it's tough. It's also like i I'm thinking about like move. my buddy just moved and he had like a storage unit where he kept some short okay. and long boxes and stuff and he's got a basement now so they had to like go pick up all this stuff and load it up and it took like two or three car <laughs> trips and then he, and he was just like and then he and then you get the books home and you have to yep. carry them down the stairs and try yep. not to fall and
1: it's just yeah, it's like, a lot of Work, it's dangerous, it's a little mini adventure within itself. Looking at this all
2: wrong, though, we're putting the pressure on us. The real thing is that there is no better compliment to one of your favorite creators to be like, Look, I bought a physical thing, this is going to take up space in my life now.
1: (laughs) I'm stuck with this. I gotta ask a friend to move this when it's time for (laughs) me to go somewhere. I have have 500 pounds of your literature, right.
2: And then
0: it's the the, the the promise of pizza and beer, right? Like, yeah. like, hey, we're we're all over 30 and our bones and muscles aren't what they used to be. Help me move all this for <laughs> beer and pizza.
2: It'll be worth it. <laughs> I was I, kind of, I I you know, I want you to know I got rid of half of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: my my friends always joke, they're like, Man, I hope you never move. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't
1: Yeah, you're I don't stuck. Know. You're not going anywhere yeah. <laughs> with that much stuff. It's like you just look at it, you're like, you know what? decided that's <laughs> <laughs> where, where they're gonna bury me yeah, it's, just it's bury on me the, on top of all this yeah. stuff
0: <laughs> like a like a viking pyre just like yes, on, exactly. a, on top
1: of all my books <laughs> oh i love that yeah viking funeral just push out to sea with the burning omnibuses and that works
0: yeah like hey i, I paid for all this you're not giving it away <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this, is a, this is a lifelong adventure and of accumulation
1: like <laughs> Yeah, it was like my dad, when he when he passed away, had all of these coins. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these coins, <laughs> which is going to be exactly what my poor kids are when they're staring at like sectors issues from from the <laughs> 80s. Like, what, what, what? Come on. And these coins. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, the, exactly, exactly, the, the coins are in the basement. <laughs> I have not moved those. They're still down there.
0: Yeah. My dad's a big, uh, uh, Kansas city chiefs football fan. So he's got, he's like me with comics, but with Mm -hmm. chiefs paraphernalia. So like the walls of he's got like this football room and I mean, when he buys new stuff now, and, and that's where everybody gets him for, like his birthday and Father's Day yeah. and stuff, right? Is more Chiefs stuff. So, like every year, he's he's like <laughs> removing puzzle pieces off the wall and like strategically placing <laughs> up his new stuff. But he's just got he's got all this. Like, I mean, he's got a like one metric ton of football paraphernalia. That's, so that's like, like it's got a like it, but it's that's awesome. Like, uh, we're like you know, obviously in Kansas City, and I was like raised a Chiefs fan, and um, you know, it's we we do like family dinners around football games. I even spent like a Thanksgiving at Arrowhead when I was younger. And we had nice. like Thanksgiving dinner at like freezing outside mm-hmm. at Arrowhead <laughs> before we played Denver. And so yeah, it's like a huge part of my family, but yeah, he's, he makes fun of me. Cause I, you know, I always get stuff in the mail and he's like, yep. He's like what, where do you get this money like i know like, i was like well i work you know but um but he's just he makes fun of me for all the stuff i get in the mail and i'm like i'm like look at your room man like i'm your son like we, i just <laughs> buy different this. stuff yeah like, It's like it's your fault <laughs> i learned this from watching you it's right. like that it's like that old drug commercial yeah yeah oh yeah which which is if you guys ever go back and look at that it, that commercial makes no sense. Like he finds that cigar box and it's yep. got like it's got like an old tobacco pipe in it and it's got a syringe and like a tie off. <laughs> I'm like, what is this kid
1: doing? He had a very good weekend, that kid. <laughs> a very good weekend. You, yeah, you are, you years exactly. ago, I had a, a video game store and we did a bunch of commercials and we parody did a parody of that commercial, which was so much fun. It was like the guy finding a box of like old video games. Good stuff. Yeah, that commercial is awesome with the mustaches. Yeah, the mustache. That's all I remember.
0: That I remember those and the the like the the chick going crazy with the skillet for the the bad meth yeah. commercial just breaking yeah. everything like so your this egg, is yeah, your brain, brain drugs. and then they cook eggs yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess like I I never was, got like addicted to meth so I guess that commercial did something for me but I love eggs and so like sometimes well, I wonder you may be
1: addicted to meth yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that's how you get meth is that's, you have to sure. crack a couple that's, eggs that's the you know, gateway that's,
0: drug yeah. is is fried eggs
1: <laughs> your kid wasn't doing eggs was he. <laughs>
0: So what are you guys, um, are you guys got, uh, are you guys got any buns in the oven right now working on new stuff? Are you taking a break after Goblin?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm working on what may be uh, another book in the Goblin world. Um, So I'm still sort of breaking that story and figuring all that stuff out um so we'll see we'll see what comes of that uh i know will you're working on some other stuff too right
2: yeah i got i got a couple of things i can't really talk about yet and uh i i just i'm starting another issue of kadoja a giant monster book for two and five bank next week i think as soon as that script comes in so i'm 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 watching godzilla movies and i'm gearing up to uh some blue oyster cult nice awesome man right after goblin finished i jumped into an issue of that for uh uh, for two and five ink in the winter and i'm gonna do the first issue of the volume four this time
1: yeah that that book i ended up lettering two issue, three issues of that with will that was what volume three and then you're working on volume four yep yeah
0: it's a good time for kaiju comics man like uh it, it seems like since uh godzilla kong came out like we got uh, dark horse also is doing jenny zero jenny which i'm zero, a, I'm a yeah. big fan of and uh uh, Aftershock did the Kaiju score, which was really great. The people that own like the rights to the Pacific Rim graphic novels just raised like over 150 K on Kickstarter. Oh, really? For
1: the, yeah. Wow. For the- I've never actually seen any of those movies. There's two of them, right? The Pacific Rim movies. Yeah, there's two. And then there's a new animated series
0: on Netflix. I, so like if you give me giant robots, giant, giant robots, I'm there. Giant robots versus monsters. Like take, take all my money. <laughs> it's yours. Like I'm so I'm so so easy. Like I love that stuff. Stuff.
2: i heard the second one wasn't great but the first one was really fun
0: yeah it's i mean they're they're both not like they're both kind of cheesy um but yeah the, the second one's there eh, but it's still like it's it's very beautiful like mm-hmm. you know if you watch it on like a, a 4k right. t, like a decent tv like it's it's very visually stimulating even when it gets like a little you know campy uh but the the new the new netflix uh animated series was is, is very gorgeous like the animators the illustrators and stuff did a really really awesome job on that and uh the comics seem cool too i've, I've yet to read the comics so when they announced this omnibus i was like yep uh but so i'm pretty excited for that but yeah so i mean it's it's a good time for big monsters and big well i mean i guess because of gundam and stuff big robots are always going to be Right you know, now. where it's at but it's a good time to do kaiju comics man i was
2: i was watching suicide squad last night yes and they start talking about every time you hear kaiju now it's just like jesus 20 years ago if someone told me that like kaiju would just be a mainstream term <laughs> <anything about> this, <laughs> yeah it's great
0: that's like how my nerd life started so my dad is not super into like comics and stuff he, he'll he watch the movies he watched suicide squad and liked it but he's mm-hmm. like a, he's also a grumpy old man so when he watched the new suicide squad he was like what the hell everybody died i don't know it's, i'm really confused <laughs> i had to rewind it and i'm like i'm like wow okay my dad is the one person who's like suicide squad wasn't that great <laughs> but then he finished it and he really liked it but he when i was younger he showed me like the black and white godzilla movies and mm-hmm. He used to like, he's the, he's the one who took me to, uh, he took me to my first comic book shop. Uh, when the death of Superman trade dropped, I was in second grade and mm-hmm. my dad was the maintenance man at my school. And he went and he went to the comic shop and bought me the death of Superman trade and like gave it to like, cause he worked nice. at the school. So he like gave it to me during lunch. And I was like a God amongst children. <laughs> Like everybody was like huddled around me and we're all like like we're all reading it together and like i'm like turning a page and they're like wait 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 okay now you can turn it and so like yeah so like my dad is very much responsible for my nerdy endeavors these days and and it's funny because he's just like he likes he likes football he's he's a simple guy and and, you know i'm into all this stuff and he's real supportive and he thinks like the podcast is awesome but i also know that he listens to it and he's like i have no
1: idea what these guys are (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though, man. That's awesome. Yeah, like it, a good
0: I, guy. I yeah, I, I looked out, man. I the same with my friends too. Like, like I said, a lot of my friends watch these movies, but like, I mean, it's funny because I get the metrics on my podcast, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's all these Kansas City downloads. This is like the is like my family like listening to my show, which is also <laughs> like kind of weird because. My last episode was really like I had to mark it as explicit because we, yeah. we all had a few beers and it got it was real funny but like uh-huh. it got, like it got kind of wild and so I'm like I'm like oh this is cool like my <laughs> my aunt's gonna like listen to this in her car on the way to church oh so that's great <laughs> like
1: oh. <laughs> he's on the dock path yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so I, I looked out with a with a I had a cool dad who. Yeah, just showed me what it was like to to nerd. And like I just like I just I'll never forget that, like being a kid and cause back then, you know, like you could go to 7 Eleven or the gas stations or the grocery stores and they sold the Chris Claremont Jim Lee X-Men comics,
1: you know, like oh yeah. Yeah, the, the, the big I missed comics the spinner come racks and everything. That was yeah. that was wonderful.
0: Yeah, man. So like when when he took me to a store that was like all action figures and statues and like yeah. comics I'd never heard of before, I was like, This is a real place. Like I'll never forget that feeling. And I still get that too. Like it's funny how nostalgic works just like reading your guys's graphic novel and, and reminded me of, of like never ending story and playing like zelda on n64 as a kid mm-hmm. and like i still get like when i go into like a new comic book shop i feel like that i'm like <gasps> yeah so.
1: that's a great feeling i remember seeing like the first they used to do like these comic book shows at like the sheridan like hotel and it's like real weird seedy thing but i remember the first time going there as a kid and you're like oh my god what is this like and just all of these vendors and just books because even at that time comic book shops there were some but it wasn't anywhere near as what it became when there was the big comic book boom a few few years later but that was always amazing when you're just seeing and you just see all of these issues and titles that you had never heard of and like just that whole new world opening up just, yeah, you can't yeah. beat that feeling
2: Those, uh yeah just logo like logos to this day now can just cause dopamine just like looking at a batman logo or something <laughs> like oh there it is all right yeah
1: right
0: so so that's i'm going back to what you, you said uh, previously uh, eric about uh, I'm i i got kind of the shiver goosebumps going on when you said you were going to go back to the goblin world like that's really cool um i wanted to bring this up because uh, I, I, I like talking about tension and because yeah. uh, I, I think, you know, great creatives uh, are really great at establishing tension, both in, in art and, you know, plot progression and stuff and you know goblin is a lot of things but it's also uh, a story it's the it's the boy and his dog story you know very much uh or it, it kind of turns into that later mm-hmm. and <laughs> every page guys <laughs> i was so so terrified the, dog, that something that the was gonna, wolf was oh, gonna oh, die man i was just i it was like my heart was like pre-breaking like it's I,
1: so funny you say that because i run the instagram count account for the book realm of Goblin, and that That is such a common comment among like dudes just saying goblin slayers coming or whatever. Taking those <laughs> aside, the number one comment is people petrified that something horrible <laughs> is going to happen to fish breath. People I had some, just the other day someone's like please I will buy this book if you just promise me that nothing nothing <laughs> happens to that wolf. Yeah, no it's it's funny that you say it, but yeah, that even my wife my wife read it for the first time, she was just freaked out and and she was like you son of a bitch cuz there's something that happens in the book without yeah. spoiling it where maybe things could go one way or they go the other way. And then you you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but yes, that is a real concern. You're not alone in that.
2: <laughs> exactly. The moment you're talking about and Kate and my wife, Katie, <laughs> put me aside did the exact same thing. She's like, better not. I was like, I, <laughs> i didn't write it <laughs> <laughs> not my fault call How, eric <laughs> promise me i was like we'll see I, she didn't know until she read the final book I was like, we'll see yeah
0: yeah because i mean there's there's a couple moments that the the one you guys are talking about so there, there was a few times where this grown man wept while reading your guys's comic oh and, wow and the, when when he goes not you too and i'll mm-hmm. oh Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so I I usually work on my blog in the mornings, right? So like my typical morning is I get up at like I work 10 to 7. So I usually mm-hmm. get up around seven, have my coffee, maybe try and write a review or do some reading. So when I read this really intensely emotional stuff, it's happening right before I have to clock into work. So I'm just like crying like reading this great comic i'm all emotional and then i'm look at the clock and it's like 9 45 and i'm like okay we gotta like uh join the real world but <laughs> I, I like work from home now because of yeah. everything going on but yeah so it's just i you guys you guys had me like tears falling into the coffee oh, cup that's awesome
1: like, well i mean not not. i don't want to make you cry but i'm glad <laughs> it connected with you in such a way
0: nobody was most of it's happy most of it's like happy cry mm-hmm. like like i the end really got me how you guys like the whole deal of like, no one will remember you. Mm -hmm. And then, and then turning him into this legend that you, that everybody knows when the wolf howls, like, uh, ah, that that moved me guys. Like I, and then, so yeah, the end of that, like, I'm just like happy crying and I'm just like, God, Rick is my hero. Like I just, I love this little guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to do two more like, and have a trilogy. And I, I know I'm in the middle of working on the second book and I know what I would want to have happen in the third book, but we'll see. It's not gotten to the point where we're, sort of anywhere near talking about it or that it mm-hmm. even would happen. Um, But we'll see. I mean, that's sort of where I'm at now, Um, you know, figuring that out. And then I, I think Dark Horse would be happy to do another one. I don't know. Um, But, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I, that would be so cool. Yeah. Just to see him like, I just don't, you know, it was, um, it, it says something when you, when you're reading a comic, when you're both like excited to get to the mm-hmm. conclusion, but then you're also like legitimately heartbroken when you turn the last page, just like when you're really into like a really good series and you watch, you're you're streaming it, you're binging it on Netflix and then you watch the last episode and it's over, you know, it's just, you're kind of hit with this like emptiness. Yeah. Of, like, Cause you well, spend so
1: much time with these characters and you feel like you, you know them and then you just want to be hanging out with them again, yeah. or be around them again when that's gone that's when you read it again that's yeah
0: that's the yeah, that's the that's the good thing about media is you can you can always go back and experience it and you know when that's the, another beautiful thing about your guys' comic is going back um going through the journey again mm-hmm. um you know well A, you know that things are going to be okay for some of the characters you may have been worried about initially but like uh you that was when like you really get to experience like will's art on a whole different level and start picking out the the details and yeah stuff. and
1: hopefully like on a second read you do yeah, you see different things that maybe you didn't see before or you make a connection to something or like, oh, I wonder what that means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully people do that and they find all those little sort of seeds that were planted and everything. And then if, if you go and you play the game, and then you read it again you'll be like oh okay oh that's where it, what happened to that character or that's how that's connected to this yeah so, and, so oh, that's where, listeners yeah, listeners
0: like, listen to listen to eric here all right so you got to buy the book you got to read it you got to take it in and then you got to play the game and then you got to go back and read the book. You can get all this for like $19.99 guys. It is worth every single penny. I promise you. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Eric. I just want to no, no make sure it's our actually, listeners know It's that. actually
1: $15. I, oh. think it's $15. I think it's $14.95, uh, I believe. And the, the game is free. So, although if you want a print copy of the game, you could write Dark Horse and suggest that they print <laughs> up a, you know, a physical thing. Cause when you mentioned that, that would be amazing to have like a box.
0: Oh, with Green, like a Ricked, n- a Ricked minifig and a, and a, oh, fish, and how a great a with that and a oh. nice
1: map. Like the game There's- that, that you download has like, printable sheets, like there's things that you would hand out to people. All that stuff could be printed. There's cards. It would be great.
2: And I don't I don't want to uh sweeten this pot too much, but thirteen forty nine on Amazon.
1: <laughs> oh, look at that. And with that extra savings, who knows what you can do. <laughs> the wow. possibilities wow. are is, yes. You actually lose money by not buying it. So you have exactly. to get in on that.
0: <laughs> you I I am I, I like after finishing it, I, I do like I couldn't imagine not reading this comic. Like it's just like it is stuck with me and then to like just the excitement of like reaching out to you guys on twitter and like and then you know talking about the the podcast and and you guys were like yeah let's do it and i was just like i'm still not used to that like me saying like hey i really liked your book you want to come talk about it and and have people be excited and be like yeah and i'm like no of
1: course i mean like we spend so much so many years building this and you're alone with it and you don't know how people are going to react so it's like a huge honor for you to wanna to talk to us about it and like that, why would I wanna say no to that? I think it's I think it's awesome. It's like somebody you know?
2: wanted to talk to you talk to you about your kids. Like if you yeah. wanna talk about it, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> Please. Right, otherwise I'm just in the backyard hitting a pot. You know, oh, I got a book over here. <laughs> like the fact that you're actually going to broadcast it to people. I
2: love it. my favorite. My favorite view was like I I posted something about the book and someone was like, "Is it any good?" Like <laughs> I hope so. I spent years on it. Like yeah, I might be a little biased here, but yes, I think it's good. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Awesome. Like, I can I couldn't imagine asking the creator that, like, oh, what is it yeah. good though? Like, <laughs> what if who would say no? Like, yes, no, not, I'm, not I'm really. Phone this yeah. one in, man. You gonna sit this one out? Don't. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fine. <laughs> That's funny. So, I, I it seems like the the book is doing well. Like, I see a lot of people talking about it. Uh, I know I'm not the only one who gave it glowing reviews because I no, I, we've
1: been really fortunate with. Uh, people have taken to it like you know we have great reviews on goodreads and if you do read it and you want to leave one that's great Uh, on amazon we have good reviews all of people like yourself and the the people that have reviewed it it's it's done really well we're really sort of happy with the with the response you know it's been good what
0: i i have a question so i when i was reading it i kept um i kept thinking that we were going to get like fish breath an actual name you know Uh, yeah me too.
1: That literally came from (laughs) that came from when I was writing the script and I kept I put that in almost as like a placeholder and i was like i gotta name this thing and then the, the rick in the story is pretty much me talking to like i gotta come up with some name like what are we gonna call you and it just no matter what i did it just felt like it was fish breath and i was like and that would be a dumb name that a little like a kid you know rick is only 13 years old yeah. it was like a dumb boy name that he would give uh this awesome little so that's um you're not alone with thinking of like <laughs> we gotta name fish breath it, is it gonna be fish and i even felt just i was like even to the point when i send it to will i'm like am i really doing there's a co- couple of things in this story where i'm like am i really saying poop soup yes we're putting that that's <laughs> happening that yep. is going out into the world because it's what i want but, but yeah no, i mean
2: it's fish breath forever man that's the name yeah. well yeah now it's got to be yeah you, you could never change <laughs> it change. but
0: also that that scene where the the name happens is really great like when he's um because he he rick's kind of breaks and he's like i can't but he's like i can't do this alone that's what he says he's like i uh-huh. can't do this alone and and the the wolf like catches the fish for him and drops it at his feet, and I was like, man, that teared me up too. Like I just thinking about all these like little scenes that like, and and not like not the sad cry, just like me being at when you guys call it like all like that's what I thought was silly too is like all ages, and I'm I'm 35, just like God, this is beautiful, like you know, and I'm just like, um, so yeah, yeah, I, that's it's, one of my favorite scenes fish now.
1: Yeah, I love that scene the 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 when the fish breath fishes for Rick. I love that. <laughs>
0: Are you guys are you guys uh, dog dog guys or cat guys or?
1: Yes, I'm very much a dog. Per- we have I have two dogs and a cat. Um, the cat's cool. He's got two different <laughs> color eyes, but I'm not really. We have a good thing you going, said. you know. But I'm very much a dog person, and I love wolves too. And and everything else. So I've always had a dog my entire life. So that I think I put a dog in most things that I've done. There's a dog also in Gregory's, Gregory's Suicide.
2: Nice. What about you, Will? Oh, I've always been a dog guy. Yeah, it's... And it's, it was kind of part of the fun. It's just like, I, I lost one of our, uh, our dogs while making this. So it was kind Aww. of fun to be able to put a little bit of him throughout the entire book too. It's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's just, it's always been there. So it's easy to kind of, kind of play with those, that character.
0: I like how you drew fish breath. Like, I like how you drew everything, but, uh, the, it's very much, uh, the way you pulled off the facial expressions with fish breath, like, um when when Rick pretends to be Raul, right and and the the kind of like anger in in fish breath about, or the disappointment, the disappointment I guess.
1: like I can't believe you're stealing this this yeah. nice woman's raft you and monster. and the, <laughs>
0: I mean uh, dogs, dogs have that happy grin, you know too, uh-huh. but but it's just yeah, the fish breath was very emotive, and that really impressed me uh and and I think helps your audience like connects with this animal even better um but it's i thought you did a really great job with like Thank just you. the the body language of the wolf like i just little little gems like that that you guys drop in this graphic novel. is really impre- left like left a left a mark on me i'm i will use like a lot of this to like judge other comics now cuz like you got you guys like you guys up to the par on this like you guys it's it's very cool and i and i wonder like so you before you guys kind of were doing the Uh, Your previous stuff was released like monthly in issues. And so like, what do you guys like this form? This, this graphic novel, Uh, which is actually, I mean, you guys did like a few extra pages too. Like I'm thinking of like um, Ed and Sean's reckless graphic novels that are coming out right now that, you know, they're usually about a hundred, you know, maybe, maybe a little over a hundred pages. This was a little under 200 like, do you guys like this original graphic novel form or or is the monthly stuff like what what? we- yeah, you-
1: for, for myself, I prefer the graphic novel format. I very much think in like singular stories with the beginning, middle and an end and to take time to develop characters and know that it is a big, big, this is the story. This, you know, you get it all at once and you can sit with it and take your time with it and, and experience it, you know, moment to moment. Until it, until it concludes, you know, episodic sort of, or serialized rather format is great. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily my strength. You know, I feel like I do much better doing these sort of things all at once. Even the stuff that I did do issue to issue, um, I feel is better when you read it in trade format than when you do in single issues. Um, I just like it. I like I like having one big thing versus the monthly thing.
2: Plus, I, I, we've we talked about this before, but like, I like I personally always like the trade. I, you know, I like the singular ask of the reader of like, here is what I have you. Right, it's not. I'm not going to keep you on the hook. I'm not going to, but I'm also not going to have to try to remind you every month and kind of like woo you again for that second first date. But more importantly, like there's there's a lot to the mechanics of comics that I think is sometimes lost in, this, in the serialized fiction because every issue, you got to remind them where they were and remind them where you're going and, you know, say the thing. That's where you start getting that exposition. And, and with that one trade paperback that just goes on the shelf, you pick it up and you go on the adventure. And like you said, it, it's a lot easier to just go all the way to the end.
1: Right, and I think with with serialized stuff too, because when it's issue to issue, is you really have to deliver a full experience if it's going to be a rewarding single-issue comic each month or however long it's coming out. So you can't really take moments to have you know, conversations or for nothing to happen or for a character to re- reflect on something, because for that person that's throwing out four dollars or five dollars, they're going to be like, well, nothing happened or this was. But and you see people complaining about that, that writers are writing for the trade and whatever. And so it's a different way of telling a story, you know, that doesn't afford you the luxury of just literally having a character sit in a cave and look at the ground or whatever. You know, without worrying, well, this is going to be a boring issue, or it's this is not going to pay off until you get. Two issues later, you don't have any of that stuff to worry about. Kind of has the manga feel,
2: like manga feel where you, where you can let a moment happen, let it take as much as it times it needs. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot more and more in comics lately. It's kind of nice to just, especially as an artist, when like, uh, you were talking about that it seemed at the fish and Eric's page after that, where it was where he's lighting the fire and it's mostly, it's wordless pretty much. And it's being allowed to just take as much time as is needed and not worrying about having to like you're saying hit that page turn hit that action beat every so many pages and just kind of let it be this is great as an artist it's fun it's fun to draw like that
0: yeah it irritates me as a reviewer um because i've been seeing that you know of course like you got to be careful with what element of comics discourse you fall into online but you know like so many people complain about you know when a when a when a when the pacing drops off a little you know mm-hmm. or when we have these like the, what will be and when you finish the story a very important moment that you did have to kind of slow down and zoom in on and yeah. and build build these character moments you know um but yeah like a lot of people will read that issue and and not feel as appreciative as they should and and they'll be like i hate that when people say nothing happened because usually when when that just means like there wasn't like some big action and great splash page like and so it it's kind of a bummer that you guys have to deal with that um, and it does seem that the original graphic novel element does seem to kind of do away with some of that. And it's getting more popular. Like mm-hmm. when we like uh, Kickstarter campaigns or are, are starting to put out OGNs um, uh, Image is doing a handful of OGNs, like it, it's getting more and more popular as a reviewer. I like it because it's a much, if, if, if Goblin came out in six issues yep. and every issue I'm having to like come up with a better way to kiss Will's ass. Cause, <laughs> cause that's, I mean, you know, like I'm like, Oh, the art again was great. And, but you gotta like say something and then, and then maybe you can talk about a scene, but like, I hate spoiling stuff for people. So I'm real careful about going in depth on like rehashing the plot and stuff like that. Cause I don't want, I'm not reading this comic for you. I'm just trying to tell you it's good and you should read it. And I want you to have that experience i had like going in and, and it's new and it's fresh and it made you feel something i don't want to ruin that for you um and so yeah like it the the art is the art and letters are really hard to uh when i'm reviewing like an issue one two three four and five and, I, and i'm just like what else can i say about them like i really like your stuff but this is we're at our sixth issue now and and every other review i've just been like it's cool it's <laughs> good <Yeah.
1: laughs> It's still great. It's not ugly. It's no, none of it's ugly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Still delivers.
0: But yeah, so I, I, am I'm kind of digging it. I, I hope it. I hope the trend continues because, yeah.
1: I mean, from a, from a practical standpoint, from an independent creator, graphic novels are much easier too because if you're doing shows or you're doing signings, you don't have to lug around multiple issues because you're going to sell out of issue one and then you're going to be stuck at your table with two through four and every the people that don't know it are going to be like will you have any more issue one and you're like no but i'll give you issue two and nobody wants it you just (laughs) never sell two through three and then you have to do a print run on one. like it's like it's just a pain in the butt whereas if you it's all in one graphic novel that's all you have to reprint that's all you have to order and that's all you have to carry And it makes it a lot easier just from a practical standpoint. I didn't think about
0: that. Yeah. I never thought until I started doing these interviews, when I talked to Doug Wagner about the stresses of you guys, like, especially like people that travel. And if you like get on a plane and like Mm -hmm. how much it costs to like bring these books with you, like that's, that's what, like all these little pieces of stuff that I I never thought about is just like a nerd Uh who buys comics. And like, that's, what's cool. Like getting these like insights is just like, the stuff you guys do for your fans—it's not just you're—you're you're great storytellers, you're a talented writer, you're a talented artist—but uh, you know, like going to these conventions sitting there eating the, the shitty sandwich yeah. for lunch and then like hauling around these books, yeah. taking them back sitting to your hotel the room. setting the quiet
1: up. table where somebody's always <laughs> going through whatever they bought on your table where they like put their bag down and they're flipping through, you know, looking for some John Byrne issue. And you're like, you blocking, well, I'm trying to, I'm starving here. <laughs> and then they put like their soda down. It's like that whole, it's all the magic. It's all the little pieces of joy. My favorite is side
2: up. eye side
1: eye in the huh yeah (laughs) oh what I'm a human being <laughs> right in front of you. <laughs> it's hard though. And my heart goes out to them too, because I've also been the person just walking through and you're like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Because some <laughs> some creators will just like, they're like, think that they're carnival barkers and like, hey, right. who wants? And it's like, please don't be that person. I'm like terrible at that. I don't even want to, pol- I am open with an apology, which is never a good thing. So I, I'm like maybe the opposite end of that, but there's nothing worse than the overzealous person trying to sell everyone everything <laughs> I did a, a convention once with someone and they were making it out like they were fishing I was like what are, what are you doing what is this <laughs> and I don't want to stand next zipper. to him <laughs> what's that and I don't want to stand next to the person doing that no you don't no you don't <laughs> Want
2: like a sign that just says like I will talk to you <laughs> as little as possible, but if it's like those Ubers, like you can choose the interaction you want, but I promise we both love comics.
1: Yeah, just it's tough. the comics. The convention, all of the convention magic, is beautiful and horrible at the same time. Mm-hmm. It really yeah, is.
0: It's it sounds like a weird. I still haven't been to a con. Like we do the so for a long time, I was a bouncer in a bar, and mm-hmm. so like and and a bar back, and so like weekends, I made a ton of money because that's where everybody parties on the weekend, and uh, you know, when the, when the planet con comes through Kansas city, it was really hard for me to say like, oh, I'm going to take off a weekend. And, um, and, and it was, it was also harder to be like, oh, I'm going to get up at seven o'clock, yeah. go out to this convention and then go work till four o'clock in the morning. So I just, I still haven't been to a con and they're, they decided to bring back planet and, and, you know, I've got my shots, but like, I don't know if I'm ready to just like go, I, I still feel, feel weird going to the store sometimes, you yeah, know, no, like, with I, the news I don't and blame stuff. you. And, so like it gets,
1: and it gets aside from the pandemic like it also gets expensive. Like I don't yeah. know what Planet Con is like near you, but some cons near here, you're paying a huge upfront cost. And then when there's your autographs and there's the big name creator. So there's like hardly any money ever left for someone to just take a chance on stuff. Yeah. But it it gets expensive. But you're right. I don't I'm with you where I have, you know, I'm vaccinated and everything. But do I really want to be like in an indoor place with that many people standing for that long? I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for it yet.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to test
2: these shots, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) i hope
0: they work but like i
2: don't
0: i'm not trying to like put them put them to the, to put them they, to the you know?
2: and, and let's be honest there's only
1: one way we're gonna know if they work exactly
0: right? yeah exactly
1: i uh, have I was, cracked and gone to the movies though that was like oh, a really? thing when, when green night i've been waiting to see green night and i was like i gotta see it so i, I did i have moved a little bit closer to, to normalcy is it as good as everybody says it's it is? awesome oh i wow. loved it yeah it was amazing and that that is interesting too because like when the promotion started for that they also did a tabletop game so if you end up seeing that movie and liking it like i'm curious to, to know what their games like and it's like a physical product that you can buy um interesting but yeah so like i guess we were on to something um but that was cool no it's a great movie like if you if it's playing i don't i don't think it's streaming too i think it's just in the theaters but I would recommend seeing it.
0: Yeah. They, they made a lot of people mad by being like only in theaters. Okay. A lot of of people were like, what? Like we don't go to theaters anymore. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure within a month or so, it'll be video on demand or
0: something. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. uh, What is it? Nolan did the same with tenant. You know, he was like, no, we're not doing that. And then like, but I mean, he released tenant
1: like in the pan. Yeah. It was like in the thick of it. it, It, it it
0: I (laughs) I was like, wow, really, man? Like no one's going to theaters. And, and then he was like, Oh, well, no one saw my movie. Then they put it online, and I was like, "Yeah, duh!" Like, come on, right. man, look yeah. around you.
1: Well, that was like Dune. I'm a huge, huge Dune fan, and like that movie was supposed to come out last October. I'm so glad that they did delay it. Although, when you if you start looking at the news and you see the numbers, you're like, "It's gonna end up where I can't see Dune again when it comes <laughs> back in October." So, everybody get vaccinated so I could please see Dune, or I just will so I can see Dune.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, just no other reason, <laughs> just Dune. Dune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do it for dune yeah exactly
1: thank you <laughs> just ingest a lot of spice go to the theater in a just still ingest. suit it doesn't matter
0: i am I'm, I'm excited for that too i i haven't read dune it's always been like an intimidating sci-fi it is. it's experience. a dense
1: book I, I i don't blame you i would highly recommend reading it and unlike i'm a freak like i've read it multiple times but the more you read it the the more you get out of it all of all of the frank herbert books are great um, but it is, it's like, it's like reading like token, like the similarian token, like where you're like all these, are like, is this English? What language is this? Like <laughs> trying to figure out and there's so many names and stuff, but if you can p- push through that, it's very rewarding.
0: Are you reading any of the, uh, like booms doing all these, no, I haven't read now? any
1: of the comics. Um, and i they may be great. Like I know there's boom did it's like house of Trades or something mm-hmm. I think is a thing. And I think there might be another title. I always really wanted to get the Marvel adaptation of the David Lynch Dune. And that was a book that I always looked for like dollar bins, which I think is Sienkiewicz, I think is the artist on that, I believe. Um, and I never could find it. And now that book's going for a lot of money. Yeah. Like if you try to buy it on eBay or whatever you're spending. So I missed my window, which was like a 30-year-old window that I just couldn't because I didn't want to spend six dollars on it. You know, I was like, oh, I'll find it when it's a dollar. So yeah, that was always a, a sort of a goal for me.
0: Yeah, I I yeah. just recently found out that I haven't been I think they get reviewed well, and and <laughs> I've, I've I've been sent like a couple copies, and I I was worried that I didn't know enough about Dune to read them, and I just found out that they're they're like no like they're very new reader friendly, so I'm kind of stoked to like dive into those. I hear they're yeah pretty that's good. cool, and
1: I think it's his son, uh, Frank Herbert's son, who the mm-hmm. first name is escaping me wrote them right. Yeah yeah no I should check them out. I'm sure like anytime I see like promotion for it or whatever. I'm like, why aren't I buying that? I don't know, there's something, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I should just just do it.
0: Well, I mean it it's there's a lot of comics coming out every week. Yeah, there's, Man, so, it's, there's so there's so crazy.
1: <laughs> like it's, I'm the worst because like them. there's great comics coming out all the time and I'm just reading like uh X-Men omnibus number three <laughs> so, like from stuff from when I was a kid. It's like you know, you fall back into those easy patterns. Yeah. Of like just oh, this I'm gonna go through this all uh, you know.
0: That's what I so I've I've been buying the, the so Marvel's been reprinting the um the Claremont X-Men run in omnibus. Yeah, that's basically. why I'm in
1: the third, the third omnibus. Yeah, I that. just
0: I just finally opened the so I have like one through four Excalibur, New Mutants, Inferno. Like I've been getting mm-hmm. them as they come out. So I have like this this stack <laughs> of just thousands and thousands of pages to read. And so you know it, it gets tricky because I try and do these review copies mm-hmm. and the podcast. And it's just like I get busy. And so I'm doing this new thing where I read I, I'm, I'm, I read at least one issue out of an omnibus a day. Sometimes you do more. Like I'll be like, yep. "Oh, good." I'm just like, I just got to where Jean Jean um, gets the shuttle onto Earth, and the Phoenix is taking her mm-hmm, over. But mm-hmm. they don't really know it's the Phoenix power yep. yet. And I'm just like. Yeah, it's, it, and I'm experiencing all that for the first time and I'm just nerding out, man. It's so good. But it's awesome. I really liked, I'm like, man, like I should have done this a long time ago. Like just one issue a day. And like like I said, sometimes you'll read two or three, but it's like, you'll knock an omnibus out in a, in a month or a little less. And yeah, I'm we're actually reading this stuff. So
1: I have the same approach that you do. Like at the end of the day, I would read one issue from the omnibus before I went to bed. And like, for me, I missed out on a lot of that stuff when it first happened. I mean, I know every they're constantly making dark phoenix movies and retellings of it but i hadn't read through all of those um so it's like a lot of this stuff is for the first time too it's all it's awesome if you like um those kind of that error of marvel comics like the walt simonson thor omnibus was one of the best things i read i would nice. highly recommend that that was just amazing
0: and it's crazy like how good these issues are and you look yeah. at the price tag like because they they have the covers and they yes. have like the 20 the 25 cent yeah. price tag <laughs> And I'm just like, wow. But I mean, also like things were, I made a joke the other day, people were talking about it and they said, they were like, oh yeah, the, 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 the the inflation of prices. And I was like, well, yeah, a pack of cigarettes used to be a dollar too. And, and my aunt who's, who's older, you know, I was like, I'm pretty sure she bought her first car for like two polished stones and a handful of gummy (laughs) But yeah, it's it's just the there's they're so good, and it's um, they don't the, the X Men stuff doesn't really read. I have a hard time with older comics, they, mm-hmm. they they get kind of dense and wordy. And like these, these Chris Claremont stuff, man, I'm I'm digging it. Like I, you can power through them. Uh, and I also love like the new X Men stuff too. Like there's
1: yeah, the- if you go way back, like the Stan Lee stuff, you know, especially like there was the it is like a little bit of an adjustment where you're like, okay, already, like we, we have to reintroduce <laughs> the character every time. Every, the men- yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, you sort of kind of work through that. It's also
0: funny, too, like when when like Spider-Man, like uh, the 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 Stanley Ditko Spider-Man omnibuses, uh-huh. like when, when he's talking about like using his powers and it's like every time he uses his power, like Stanley reminds you like what yeah. his power is. Sometimes and it's, like- it's like,
1: Stan, we get it. You could back <laughs> off a little bit. They were literally you're you're watching the character do the thing. And then he's thinking I'm doing the thing. It's like what pick one. Willer, are you a
0: X nerd or
2: you know, I was I mean, I would I was basically like the nineties. I came into the the X Men in the nineties. So I never read the Claremont stuff until recently. I've been just kind of dipping back in with the uh, Marvel Unlimited access.
0: Nice. I I love the online apps, by the way. Like (laughs) I subscribe to Comixology, DC, and Marvel on top of
1: Marvel Unlimited, everyone (laughs) that I know that subscribes loves it. Like is it as good as as good I as they on, say.
2: I went on vacation uh early in the spring and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna get Marvel Unlimited for the trip and just see what happens. And yeah, you, like 150 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man later. It's like, oh my god, what <laughs> is this coming out of a-
1: <laughs> What happened to my life?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, oh, it sucks you in real quick, man, because yeah. it's just like it's, you can read them on your phone. You can read them on your tablet. You can read like you can maybe be like me and open it up when you're working Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, <laughs> and have that in like a tab where if the phone quits ringing for a little bit, you read a couple pages. um But yeah, it's it's, it's, it's they're Marvel's the pricier one. Like it's nine ninety nine. But I mean, everything even from like the you know what nineteen fifty seven to this year. I mean, if it's if it's like six months or older, they put it on there. So you can even read. Some some of the you have access to a lot of the newer stuff too, so yeah, it's it's just crazy having that amount of literature on you, like anywhere you are, yeah, in, that's in the world,
2: and just being able to go back from like remembering, like oh, I remember when I bought X, Y, or Z and I couldn't buy the, all these other books. I'm gonna go back and see what they were, you know, like I'm going to read anything I want, I'm gonna placate my 10 year old self,
0: <laughs> and it's cool too when, uh, as like a reviewer or like if I'm um or i used to i used to uh do like guest host on this like x-men podcast and like you know the reading the new age of Krakoa stuff from like hickman and everybody you know when they reference something to just be able to like pull out your phone or your tablet and And, call up that issue and read it and it's like it's just yeah it's really cool um it there's there's so much worse stuff you could spend your money on than a marvel unlimited subscription no, it's, I, it's
1: i've always been tempted to just do it because i love all the 70s marvel like the engelhart dr Stranges, and there's stuff that's just not in print anymore mm-hmm. That that's you know other you can spend a lot of money on ebay or something so uh, ten bucks for all of that seems kind of like a good deal.
0: It hurts me too because when I'll, I'll read stuff and then be like, "Well, I really liked it."
1: I know now I got to buy it again. Oh, oh,
0: it's <laughs> I got a new omnibus coming out. Okay, I'll get that. Or like, uh, I, I I got really into Daredevil a couple years ago and um, fell into like uh, Ann Nocenti's run of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and that's we like. There's these like weird fourteen issues of her run that it's it's not it's not on marvel unlimited they didn't include them in the three volumes of the epic collections they put out um so they're so like i've been kind of on like this ebay dollar bin hunt for these like old and the issues that like marvel
1: refuses to print and i'm well, like i'm surprised it's not on marvel unlimited yeah, least, right? it's, i'm
0: like what's in here what are they trying to hide like it's <laughs> there's some <laughs> weird mystery behind it but yeah it's it's cool man it's, especially if you've got like it's okay to read on your phone if you do like the panel mm-hmm. by panel because i mean all of the new phones are like big with great screens on them but like it's it's really nice if you've got like a decent tablet or yeah. like you know like if you got like a cool office you can chill in and use your monitors too but it, it's it's cool man it, and it's just it, it's it's like a whirlwind you can just get lost in like <laughs> but i mean what that's what comics is right and it's just a whirlwind to get lost in yeah
1: i think that's it i think you got the uh, pull <laughs> quote for that it's a whirlwind to get lost in hire me
0: marvel i'm
1: i'm here (laughs) give me the guy that said he's got a whirlwind to get to get (laughs) lost in
0: i know the i know that all the marvel execs listen to the podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) holy crap did you hear that
0: uh speaking of like uh reading and stuff like what are um what are you guys like reading right or what are you nerding out on like movie show comics like what do you guys what's what's occupying your free time
1: uh well for me i'll I'll go real quick because i think i covered it all the green Knight, i loved um i really would like to see that again and you know the claremont x-men omnibus the third one i don't know if i'm reading anything contemporary um that i can mention but yeah so i green knight does that work I, that I, works
2: i just finished i just finished uh the tom king uh, mr miracle run Ooh. and just finally started digging into my pole my pole pile right the, the just is like towering over me so i'm working <laughs> through strange adventures uh and i actually am finally i'm i'm like 90 percent of the way through essex county oh nice yeah that just, book is great it's just it's same kind of thing every night like when i finish work i take care of the stuff i need to take care of and it's like all right well my wife's gonna be home from work in an hour i'm gonna read one more chapter of this just kind of whittling through it
0: man I, you just mentioned like two of my favorite writers like jeff lemire and tom king like i those those guys are just powerhouses it's insane did, did your mind melt like with mr miracle like <laughs> yeah. i mean talk about like just the the lingering like trauma of finishing that book like yeah. what's real what isn't like
1: oh man that, that messed with me yeah, that was really good i think that was the first tom king book that i read um I mean, you sent it to me yeah i we sent were- it to you it i remember out- i was like so i know I, the artwork is amazing too and i i think i, I was like will's gotta just check this out because it's so good <laughs> And I know Vision's very good too that he did at Marvel, which I hadn't I haven't read. Um, but Mister Miracle is something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's it's uh, Vision. I need to finish the second half of Vision because uh, I read the I read the first half. I have like the cool hardcover of it. I just get I, I I. It's hard for me to. I don't know if like there's something wrong with my brain or if I just read too much, but like mm-hmm. it's very rare that I can. I can't pick up an omnibus and and read it all you know i got to take breaks and fill it in with other stuff um and so it's like it's with shows too like i just you know like it's hard for me to like binge something non-stop i just i need to switch it up every now and then kind of yeah
2: spread it around
0: but like un- unless i'm reading goblin like i, I sat down <laughs> for a couple hours and just ate that thing up man like and that was 200 like i mean a 200 page ogn like isn't it's not huge but i mean again it's just like it's, it was a cool reader moment of like, you know, where kind of time stops, except it doesn't stop. You know, like you look up and the sun's down. But you like experience this book. But, but yeah, like it usually I got to take a break, especially with heady stuff like like King's Miracle, because it's like Mr. Miracle, you just it just messes with your head so much. You got to like think about it and then think about life and, and like
1: yeah, where, yeah and like, you just just stare existence off space in general. Yeah. How did like, I get here? What, why did, it, what are the choices I made?
0: <laughs> well, that's cool. It's, I, well, that's, uh, that's awesome that you guys, uh, uh, that you're reading some good stuff like that. I, I, I can, I mean, most, most great writers and artists read great material so that kind of makes sense so what uh, um what uh like uh the comics that you guys have worked on like if if uh i mean I, i realize that some of your other stuff's not all ages but like um stuff that you guys have put out in the past like i really i really dug goblin so like what should I check out next from you guys? It sounds like the, um...
1: I mean, I think like for, if you're older, I would definitely, I mean, you might as well look at the work we did just before Goblin Gregory suicide, sort of a a science fiction mystery sort of story. Um, If you're looking for like kids books specifically, it's a lot of it, I think it's out of print or at least I'm not, I don't have any more. And um, you shouldn't be able to find it, but maybe you could, is planet gigantic because Will and I did a story there. And I think there's, Definitely a through line between that and and Goblin. That's sort of a science fiction fantasy adventure, big monsters and two super powered teenage astronauts on having, you know, having fun.
0: Uh, Already pulling up eBay on my phone. I'm like, yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, I know. I think it's still on like Amazon. I don't know how it works. I had like a, a deal with Action Lab for, for five years and then that expired. So the rights are back to me you know and david um but you can still find it on amazon so i'm not sure where it's coming from uh what else um will Gregory's, you have beware yep and
2: uh yeah gregory suicide i don't know where you'd find that right now i know i, I mean probably from me right i got a bunch in
1: the list. no great well gregory suicide you get on, on anywhere you still get that through bookstores and amazon and everywhere else okay um, yeah that's not out of print as far as i know and
2: uh, same with uh, Beware, which was like uh, that we were talking about before we started the podcast. Uh, my brother wrote and I drew. It was like I was literally my first book. Um, very similar in tone in terms of just like fun, all ages, sci-fi, kind of like a Goosebumps Twilight Zone book. But, uh, and then Kadoja, which is, like I said, I just finished one issue of that. That should be, uh, you can actually order it in comic stores right now for volume three and volume four, I'm starting next week, so.
1: Yeah, and I'd add like, for books I did, you know, without Will, like there's another book, Dead Horse, which you can get, you should should be able to get that on Amazon for anyone that likes sort of things like Twin Peaks or any kind of sort of little off kilter mystery kind of thing. That was actually the first comic I ever wrote, and it's still not complete. And hopefully, when I when I when the art is finally done on the last issue and it it's printed, that's when I think I'm just gonna drop the old snow globe, and just whisper "dead horse" and and then turn into uh, doves. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever that comes out, you gotta check on me because I'm probably uh, that's probably the last moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, it will come out. <laughs> But the first book is done. The second book is still in progress. There's six issues in the Collected in a Trade for Dead Horse Book One. And then the second book is six issues. And we have the first three out. So the back three eventually will come out. And then that's one big story.
0: Do you guys have uh, Do you guys have like online shops we can check out? Or do you want to like... Yeah, for me, you can
1: go to ericgrissom.com and all of my stuff's there. Free web comics are there. Links to all my stuff. If you want to order stuff, I have my own store or there's links to, to stores like Amazon and things like that.
2: What about you, Will? uh well other than realm of goblin right now uh you can just follow me on any of my uh, my social media i'm uh at Dil gherkins on twitter and will perkins comics on instagram i kind of i put up lists and links to everything kind of ongoing all
0: right and then um eric what's what throw out your twitter twitter handle Twitter. Sure, the it's I e I grissom forgot how to talk
1: <laughs> no problem e grissom on twitter and uh instagram and that's with an m at the end and not an n uh although if you make that mistake you're not. Alone alone <laughs> it happens
0: well guys i i really appreciate you spending a couple hours with me on your sundays uh, i know um I, I know you guys got like families and stuff and i i just this is so cool to me like i said it's it's been a it's been a long minute since i have had a narrative like hit me in the guts like like goblin did and it was so cool to to read that and follow it up with talking to you both you're both really talented awesome dudes uh, it's been a it's been a joy and i really hope putting this out i mean i can't guarantee it i, I wish i could but i i really hope we can we can get goblin in in the hands of more good people. Cause I just, it's such a special graphic novel and a, and a really great reminder of like what comic books can do in general and how they can make you feel and how, you know, it's not just, it's not just pop culture fun. You know, these are, these are great, great elements of literature contained within these pages, just like any great novel. And it's just my, like hats off to you man like you did a great job and i hope more people read it
1: oh thank that's you so like, much uh, that's that's me. so nice of you to say yeah no i i i hope more people read it too thank you like, <laughs> yeah
0: please. i'm definitely gonna try and get a game night together now
1: that i know about this, this yeah time. try it out let me know what you think of it you know because it's the first thing i ever did so like that was the other thing is like are people gonna think this is awful or terrible or whatever but you know the people have played it so far we heard some pretty good things
0: nice I mean, I, any, any chance I can get to like, get closer to Rick and and fish breath. I'm, I'm good. Like (laughs) if it can bring me back into that world, I'll take it. (laughs) Well, again, guys, I I really appreciate it. Thank you again. Uh dude.
1: It was a great interview. It really was like, we've done a bunch, uh, you know, I've done, all, many of them and you know this was really good anytime you can just talk about books yeah i'm gonna have to keep calling you and just having you like i gotta hear it. something good give me something good Blake. <laughs> yeah call, call
0: me on your bad days guys i'll, I'll, I'll remind you how good goblin is <laughs>